anymore. In the name of Jesus. All right, very quickly this morning, I want to prepare your heart for what God is going to do at Dunamis 2022. The theme of Dunamis 2022 is the glory of his presence. The theme, the title of my message this morning is preparing for the glory of his presence. Preparing for the glory of his presence. Preparing to host the glory of his presence. One thing is for the Lord to say, this is what he's going to do. It's another for you to be able to pick it in the realm of the spirit. Many people in the church world are ignorant of what God is going to do or of what God is doing currently. As a child of God, listen to me. One of the things that you must know as you relate to the Holy Spirit or you must desire, one of the things you must seek and ask him is, Lord, what are you doing in this season? So that whatever you do, I will not be left out. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be irrelevant in the scheme of the things of God. You only, the only way for you to know what God is doing is to have what is called discernment. Somebody said discernment. The ability to discern what God is doing. The ability to be able to tell, to be able to pick in the realm of the spirit what God is doing. In First Chronicles 12 and 32, either First Chronicles or Second Chronicles, chapter 12 and verse 32, I believe it's First Chronicles, 12, 32, is talked about the sons of Issachar, the men of Issachar, who had an understanding of the times and seasons. First Chronicles 12, 32, God bless you. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. To know what Israel ought to do. They had an understanding of the times and seasons. They operated under the old covenant. We are new covenant believers. We should have, we have a better covenant. If they had understanding of the times and seasons to know what Israel ought to do, we should also have understanding of the times and seasons to know what we ought to do right now. In Romans 8, 14, the message translation, the word of God tells us God's spirit beckons. There are things to do. And there are places to go. There is always something that God wants to do. There is always something that God wants you to do. There is always a place God wants you to go per time, per season. And you must have an understanding because that is the only way you can maximize the blessing that God has for you for that assignment. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 56, Jesus said to them, you can discern the face of the sky, but how come you can't discern this time? How come? In Luke 19, 41 to 44, Jesus came near the city of Jerusalem and he wept over the city. Why would the master weep? He wept because he said they did not know their hour, their hour of visitation. They didn't know. They were messing around. They were playing games. They were chatting away when they ought to be positioning themselves for what God was going to do. If you miss your time, only the mercy of God can help you recalibrate. It is not a good thing for anybody to miss God. It's not a good thing to miss God. Not even once in a lifetime. Don't try to miss him. Rather, try to keep pace with him. That's why Romans 8, 14 KJV says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, not by their brain, by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God because the Spirit of God tells you what God is doing per time. What is God doing this season? He's bringing the glory of his presence. 
And what is my message? To prepare our heart for the glory of his presence. Go to Exodus 15 this morning. That's my text. Exodus 15. And I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Actually, it's a long read, but I'm going to maybe take it up to verse 11. Let me give you a background to Exodus 15. In Exodus 14, God had delivered Israel, the children of Israel, from the reign of Pharaoh, a very wicked king. They had been kept in captivity for 430 years. That's 10 generations. A generation represents about 40 years, or 40 years represents a generation. So 400 years represent 10 generations. They had been in captivity for 430 years, and God said, don't worry. Moses, I'm coming tonight, and I'm going to get you out, you and all your people. Pharaoh, before that time, would tell them, okay, you can go. Then after a while, he said, don't go again. He was a taskmaster. He kept them in captivity. He used them. He, he made life difficult for them. Like we have some wicked head of state and president in Africa. Wicked people. Use people. Catch them. God said, don't worry, I'm coming for you. And the day God came, it wasn't funny. God, the Bible says that every firstborn, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat upon his throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner in the dungeon, to the firstborn of the cow, the cattle, died. Pharaoh rose up in the night and said, Moses, you and your people, go, go, go. Because there was a great cry in the land of Egypt that night because there was not one house where there was not at least one dead. That's not a good thing to think about. It's not a small thing. No. In every house, on every street, the firstborn died. Even the Malu felt it. He said to them, go. As they were going, guess what this fellow did again? After his own firstborn had died, he gathered his army and said, ah, why would we let them go? Let's go after them. Let's pursue them. So they began to pursue them. Guess what the Lord did? Exodus 14. Verses 24 and 25. And it came to pass that in the morning, in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of the fire, the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. God troubled them. God will trouble your troublers. Amen. A better amen. amen. Some people like to just trouble you. you. You don't offend them. They just create trouble. Verse 25. They are rented by the devil anyway. And God and the Bible says, and took off their chariot wheels that they drove them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighted for them against the Egyptians. As the Lord looked upon them like this, angels were in action. They were removing the wheels of their chariots. It's like somebody trying to assassinate you. You are driving in front. They are driving behind you. They want to come over and overtake you and then kill you right there. But guess what? The angels of the Lord go into action. As they go into action, they remove their tires. When your tires are removed, how far can you go? You can't pursue me anymore. That was what happened to the Egyptians. So Moses saw this great deliverance. By the time they came out of the Red Sea, the last man came out. The water that was standing like walls came back in its full strength and covered the entire hosts of Egypt. By the next day, their bodies were floating upon the waters. The body of Pharaoh and all his armies. So in chapter 15, 
Moses actually sang a song. There is no way God gives you victory that he won't give you a song. <laughs> you might not know how to sing well. You might not know how to sing skillfully, but you will sing unto the Lord out of a heart of gratitude. The Yorubas call it only Mose, the song of Moses. That's what we're about to sing now. Exodus 15 from verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him an habitation. I will come back here. I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God. And I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host as he cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom of, as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou settlest them forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as an heap, and the death were congealed in the heart of the sea. Verse 9, the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. That was what the enemy said. But look at verse 10. Thou did blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. Chai. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, O Yadevaveh. Among the gods who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. That's where they got the song. Who is like unto thee, sing it church. Oh, oh Lord, who is like unto thee. This is a song you should sing in the night. Oh, oh Lord, among, among. The God, when you are going through trouble, sing it. Who is like thee? When you are celebrating your success, sing it. Glorious in holiness and fearful in praises. Always do in wonders. Hallelujah. It's the song of Moses. Anna, when God gave her a child, the child somewhere, she also sang the song of Moses. The CAC church where I grew up, we also used to sing the song of Moses. I will see Moses. You don't know it. Sorry about that. But some know it. In my primary school days, there was one we used to sing. You might you won't know this one. Ah, 
The chariots of Pharaoh and all the riders, they were riding. Kutuba, 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 kutuba. Uya, uya. Overtake them, kill them, kill them. All of a sudden, the water came. They drank water, several gallons, until their tummy burst. Their tummies were busted. Pa, pa, pa. The next day, they were floating like kote, kote fish. Floating on water. Me, mighty Pharaoh, almighty Pharaoh, who is that God that will deliver you from my hands? The next day, he was floating on water. You mighty men of this earth, powerful men, we are the ones in charge. We are the ones. Be careful. 2023 is around the corner. You will soon be out of office. In the name of Jesus. All the pharaohs should learn from this pharaoh. I want pharaoh. My emphasis on verse 2. He said the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And look at what he said after. And I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God. Ah. The Yoruba, in the Yoruba Bible, it will be Olorun Baba me. My father's God. And I will exalt him. Look, listen, church. If all you have is God, you have all you need. No matter your situation in life, if God is all you have, you already have all that you need. God is not enough, God is more than enough. You don't need God and an extra jara added to God. God doesn't need help. Moses said, I will prepare an habitation for him. Preparation is key when God is coming. God has spoken to, through his servant, Pastor Alex Adeboe, that is coming at Dunamis 2022 in the glory of his presence. But we must prepare. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 1. He says the preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. For you to get an answer of the tongue from the Lord, you must prepare your heart to hear from him. If the senior pastor says he's coming to my house, my house is clean, I will clean it again. I want everything to be proper. My children must be at their best behavior. They are well behaved already, but they'll be better behaved. If the president of this, if the, state, the governor of this state wants to come to this church, for example, we will prepare for the governor. Don't you think so? We are not going to use these lequestic chairs. We will go and hire chairs from ICC. So please give us good chairs because the governor is coming. There's a team called OC Advance. Anytime the governor wants to go, any governor wants to go to an event, he will send this OC advance. The OC advance is led by a man. He will come, check everywhere. Is he going to speak? He will check the microphone. 
remove the foam, change it, do whatever, check underneath the chairs, the seat, they'll go to our toilet, check out the toilet, take their anti-bomb, uh, take their bomb detector, bomb detectors, they check, check everywhere to be sure that the governor is going to have a good time here and it's going to be safe. One hour, we will prepare. Some of you know wear what you're wearing this morning because the governor is coming. <laughs> because the governor is coming. Everybody will be at their best behavior. His protocol will be around him. You can't come close to the governor. They will push you away. Say, where are you coming from? If it's the president, that one is even worse. In terms of security, oh my God. A fly cannot fly across the head of the president. They will almost shoot the fly. They will say, this land, this portion. If the president sits here, this portion becomes the federal capital territory. So even state police will be outside. Or whatever. We don't even have state police anyway. But... All the local people, they'll be outside. It's federal. This place becomes federal. Because the president is here. We are preparing for a man. If I say I want to come to your house, this small me, as small as I am, I want to come and visit you. Maybe you are my friend. Just visit for about 30 minutes. I'm sure you will prepare. <laughs> that dirty plate, you want me to see it? <laughs> You will, you will quickly clean up your, your linoleum. If you don't have rug, you have linoleum. What they call rubber carpet. You clean it. You get air fresh now. You might want to use the toilet. You go and flush your toilet. You haven't flushed your toilet in three days. Today you flush it. You buy hypo. You wash it. You wash it. It has to be clean. My pastor is coming. My pastor is coming. Hey, my pastor, my pastor, my pastor. It's sweet to be a pastor. But when trouble comes also, <laughs> you, you won't envy pastors. Sometimes it's, you have a lot of sleepless nights. You have to go to the hospital, visit somebody. Sometimes you have to even help take somebody to the hospital while you pray for them. You let the doctors do their job. Amen? And then sometimes you have to go to the market with some people. It's not just preaching. Preparation for a man. Look at all that we have to go through. Ah, I know pastor would like plantain, the one that is red, that, that type that does not move around in the plate, the one that stays ketepe. Layilata. Oh my God. The way pastor describes it from the pulpit, let me prepare it for him that way. I know he might not eat much, but at least let him have a good time. You clean your fan so it doesn't blow dust to your pastor. One man. Just a man. Just a man. If we go through all of that to prepare for a man coming, how much more should we prepare for God coming? God said, I'm coming at Dunamis 2022. In the glory of my presence. Let me ask you, are you prepared for him? One visitation from God is enough to change your life forever. One. What could make Jesus weep over a city? The whole city of Jerusalem. Ah! I wish you knew. But you never knew. Your day of visitation. Your day of visitation. Two things are the major hindrances to our preparation. And I'll deal with those two things. Next week, I will help further. Showing you what to do 
to be better prepared and equipped to enjoy and to live in the glory of his presence for the rest of our days. The number one hindrance to our preparation is Satan the devil. Somebody say Satan. Don't be afraid. Say Satan the devil. Is our number one hindrance in preparing to host the presence of God. You know, the meaning of the name Satan is the resistor. The resistor. He resists us. Anything good coming your way, he resists it. When God is about to use you, he will resist you. That's why Peter wrote by the Holy Ghost in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. He said, whom resists steadfast in the faith, you should also resist him. When you submit yourself to God, then resist him steadfast in the faith. Be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walking about like a roaring lion, looking for whom to devour. Then in verse 9, he said, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplishing your brethren all over the world. Now, why does he like to resist us? And how does he resist us? Many, many times, he will resist you through temptation. He will resist you through your flesh. He will resist you through the things you like. Satan doesn't tempt you with what you don't like. Some of us, for example, there's a yam, a particular yam called a suru in Yoruba language. It can never tempt me. You can never tempt, no matter how many days I'm fasting, you can't tempt me with a suru. I hate it. I hate the smell. I don't know the botanical name, but I know it's discoria something. Whether esculenta or bobifera or alata. I don't like it. The devil won't tempt you with what you don't like. Look at Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says he was hungry. How come the devil didn't tempt him with a mobile phone? Somebody's hungry. Will a phone be a temptation at that time? Come and talk to me, church. What would be a temptation to someone that's hungry? Food. Food. That's why I don't look at some of your, 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 your status. WhatsApp statuses on Wednesdays. Because on Wednesday we are fasting. I know some of you post food. Eh? Food that will make somebody to be salivating. Mwah. Mwah. Oh Lord have mercy. So I don't look at you on Wednesday. I mean look on Friday. But not on Wednesday. Once it's Friday, I said TGIF. Glory be to God. The devil came to him. The first temptation was to tell him to turn a stone to bread. He won't tempt you with what you don't like. He won't tempt you with what you don't need. The devil has studied humanity for about 6,000 years. He had studied mankind. So he knows the area through which to come. And the Bible makes it clear that he is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. It says, if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost, whose mind have been blinded by the God of this world. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. Now, is the God of this world, but it's not the God of our lives. Amen? Come on, say amen. amen. I said, is the God of this world, small letter G, but he is not the God, capital letter G, of our lives. Can I have an amen? amen. A young man asked me a very smart question. In the city of Houston, Texas. We were playing tennis, table tennis in his house, in his apartment. And he said to me, Pastor, you've been talking to me about the goodness of God, but how come? How come there is so much murder, violence, rape, all sorts of evil in this world? 
How can God be so good and so much evil is happening? There are abortions taking place and people are being killed and murdered and all of that. Nations rising against nation. What kind of God is that? I had to make him understand that God is not the one in charge of the affairs of this world. If he were the one, then he has a messy world in his hands. This world is messed up. So messed up that they are trying now to indoctrinate our children using cartoons. Through some of the cartoons they watch, they're introducing the LGBT agenda. LGBTQI. In some nations of the world now, you, you dare not tell a child that marriage is between a man and a woman. Never! You have to tell them it is between two consenting adults. So whether it's a male and male, two idiots, male, female and female, two non-entities, they can marry each other. It's no longer, the world is no longer like we knew it. No longer like the way we grew up to know it. Today, it is fashionable to say that you have a baby mama. It is fashionable to say you are a baby mama. Uh, some young ladies say, I don't want to marry you. I just want to be a baby mama. That's their life ambition. Isn't that crazy? Just want to have a child for one celebrity somewhere. And then once you have the child, you're fine. I don't want to marry at all. I don't want the encumbrances of marriage. Then how will you be coping sexually? Anybody that comes, service me, I service him, and I'm fine. No, you end up in hell. H-E-double-L. It's a crazy world. Today, you have to teach your children, train them with what is right, which is the word of God, before the internet helps you to train them. My children have a lot of questions many times. They ask me questions that I think twice before I answer. And it's random. I may be driving. Daddy, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Better be ready. I dare not... Ask my father a question. Which question? <laughs> that generation has changed. I was telling them at NYC, they were laughing. I never hugged my father. Never. Not once. Hugged my dad. Kilo Jayo. You smoke weed? You smoke? Yeah. Daddy, good morning. I want to hug you. <coughs> what? I, I, I hugged my mom a little bit. My mom and I were close. She, she, she understood. But that my father, it was an African father. The kind of father that shows up and you're at your best behavior. Shows up, goes, when he comes out from work, goes to fill the television. Now, the reason he was doing it was not because he was wicked, but he wanted us to read. Because I love to play football. I played football like no man's business. So he would check whether I had watched the TV or I read my books. He liked me very much. He loved me, but he was, he was a strong man. Strong man. But you know, you know the way I wake my son up now? With a hug. Sometimes the boy was in, Daddy, I don't feel like going to school. I said, come on, come on, man. You're blessed and highly favored. Hey. <laughs> I, I carry my daughter from her bed. When I say, Untelua, blessed and highly favored. Say, mm, amen. So I, I carry her from her bed. I go to her room, I carry her. And then, you know, she's still cuddling around my neck, around my, I love you, Daddy. I love you, baby girl. Mm, me too. Praise God. That's the way I wake my wife up. But it's not like that. I mean, my daughter, it's not like that the way, uh, the way someone else wakes them up. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, oh, praise God. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Our generation is different from the generation of our parents. I said all of that to say, God loves us so much, but the devil is the resistor. He will resist us. You see, when you were not yet born again, you were going with the flow. You did what the world did. You did what every other person did and everything was fine. You made money very easily. But since the day you gave your life to Christ, you've started swimming against the tides. Now, they are cheating and lying in your organization. You can't do that. So, they put you in a corner. That's you. We don't even do how I do it. Life can become a little more difficult. Because you can't make money from a means that is not legit anymore. You can't do the things that you used to do, that you used to enjoy anymore. Maybe you are a night crawler. Now you have to be responsible. Now you are born again. Because when you are born again, everybody has expectations of you. God, the devil, your friends, the world. When you come to club again, they'll say, ah. <laughs> Pastor, we thought, <laughs> we didn't say you're not born again now. Huh? He said, I beg. At least once in a while now, I'll make a just hang out with you guys. Aye, good, 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 now, good, good. Hey, Baba, give him, give him good. Give him. No, ah, no, I'm not drinking good again. Give him small stout. Uh, is it chill? You see, it will be tough until you overcome it. But even your friends have expectations of you. They expect you to be different. That's why I don't understand the kind of Christianity, the kind of born again that they are preaching to us today. That you can remain the way you used to be and still claim to be saved. I don't understand it. Because even your friends, they'll say, ah, pastor. We just say you don't change now. They say, eh, eh, so, I beg. Let's continue to jolly. There is no difference between us. Because they expect to see a difference. The second hindrance to our hosting the glory of God, the glory of his presence, is our flesh. Somebody say, my flesh. I didn't hear you. So I'm going to explain this, and this is where we close. But the explanation is a bit long. You have to follow. Man is a tripartite being. What does that mean? Man is made up of three parts. Somebody say three parts. Man is essentially a spirit. So, you are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. Say, I don't have a spirit. Don't be afraid. I don't have a spirit. I am a spirit. Turn to your neighbor say, you are a spirit. Tell them you are sitting next to a spirit. Say, don't be afraid of spirits again. Stop being afraid of ojuju, ojuju, ojuju. Don't be like the, tell them, say don't be like the apostles in, in Matthew 14. Tell your neighbor, say don't be like the apostles in Matthew 14. You know what happened in Matthew 14? Jesus was walking upon the water and he was walking towards them. They started crying, ah, it's the spirit, it's the... All of them, we win in their pants. It's the spirit, it's the... You are a spirit too. So if a spirit shows up tonight in your house, tell that spirit, I'm a spirit, get out. Say, say, I'm a spirit. Don't be afraid now. Say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. God bless you. Say amen. 
The day you got born again, it was your spirit that got born again. So you were saved. In the course of walking with God, you are being saved. Your soul is being saved. And in the day of the Lord, when Jesus returns, your body shall be saved. You see this body? Panaki, panaki. The thing is not saved at all. And if you are ruled by your flesh, you will surprise yourself. If you allow your flesh to rule you, that's why, let's be honest though, have you ever done something that surprised you? Unpleasant surprise. Me? 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 Oh, Lord have mercy. And then you repent. And then you do it again another time. Oh, Lord, I hate it. I hate this thing. I will not do it again. Three hours later. This is the day that the Lord has. Do you know many times we enter into temptation with our eyes wide open? You know you are entering temptation and you still enter. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Do I have some real people in the house this morning? I want to demystify temptation. I want to demystify the flesh. I want you to understand the dynamics of how it works. So you can be free to serve God forever. If you turn your Bible with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, and I'd like you to read it out loud, I'm not going back to my Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Quickly, are you there? Put it on the screen, media. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And by the way, the timer is not working anymore, so I don't know what time to stop. I might just preach till forever. We will dance in your presence till you come again. I'm going to preach in your presence till you come again. And I love preaching, you know that? Oh, I love it. I love what I do. I love it. I love it. After this service, if you get me to preach again, I'll preach again. Tonight, if you call me to somewhere else, come and I'll preach again. In the midnight, if you call me to come and preach, I'll preach again. I love to preach. I love what I do. Praise God. Amen. Now, it says, and the very God of peace, read it out loud, everybody. And the very God of peace, sanctify you holy. Now, out loud from, and I pray. One, two, go. I pray, God, your whole no, your whole body. What comes first? Spirit. Now maintain that order. And, and be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? That is the order in which we are supposed to live our lives. Spirit first, followed by soul, followed by body. Now there is nothing wrong with your spirit. The day you give your life to Christ, your spirit got born again, got born afresh, born anew. Became a newborn, a newborn. That's why the Bible says, wherefore, if any man be in Christ, is a fairly used creature, Akube creature, first grade day creature. Oh, no, you guys don't know Akube, all right. You know Akube over there? Okay. You're new. Your spirit man is new. But you see that's your soul. Mm, 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 mm. The soul. The soul is divided into three components. Number one is your mind. Somebody say, my mind. Number two, your will. Somebody say, my will. Number three, your emotions. Say, my emotions. Now, you see, the three of them are very powerful. Powerful. My friends from Asia, I was there, powerful. One of my friends from New York joined this morning, Richard, uh, uh, Sharon Webb Richard. God bless you, Sharon, if you're still online. I love you. Mwah. Praise God. My Middle Eastern friends will say, powerful. Your mind is so powerful. That if you make up your mind 
to go somewhere, you will go there. If, if you will make up your mind to kill somebody, you will kill them. Some people said, we will not eat. We will not drink. We are not going to sleep until we kill Paul. It was God that saved Paul from their hands. The power of a made-up mind. You guys have settled your current. Become friends again like before now. Pastor, once beaten, twice shy. I will never be her friend again. And they go their separate ways. Made up mind. How did you get to church this morning? You were sleeping last night and snoring. This morning an angel yanked you off your bed and threw you in the expression house. Is that how you got here this morning? You made up your mind. You made up your mind. Because some of you would have been in your pajamas this morning. Glory, we thank God for that. That never happens. Your pajamas. Some of you would have been in your nightgown. Oh, oh, God. We don't want to watch porn. You made up your mind. You went to the bathroom. Some of you had to get up like 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m. You went to the bathroom. You took your bath. You brushed your teeth. You ironed your clothes. You did everything. Some of you had to trek to church. Just because you made up your mind to be here. Against all odds. When you make up your mind to fast, no devil can stop you. The power of a made up mind. And that's why your mind needs to be renewed by the word of God. So that you can be making sound decisions. Say no to Miss Delilah. Say no to Mrs. Potiphar. And all of the adulteresses. And all of the people that are trying to damn your soul out there. Because your mind is renewed by the word of God. And then it's made up. When you make up your mind. I will never be broke again in my life. God begins to help you. I will never be sick again. One more day of my life. God begins to help you. The mind is powerful. Where the mind goes, the man follows. If you are not yet there in your mind, the man may never get there. Can you picture in your mind schooling abroad? Can you picture schooling on scholarship? Can you picture God raising help for you? Can you picture it? Can you picture getting married and having a beautiful marriage? Not like the ones you know around you. The mind. That's why the devil seeks to possess our mind. Because it can get us to do crazy things when he gains ascendancy in our mind. God also seeks to possess it because it's a battlefield. The mind. That's why we say to people, make up your mind. Make up your mind. There must come a time in your life as a Christian when you make up your mind, I want to live right. Look, I want to start living right. Make up your mind. Don't be dilly-dallying. Between two options. Today you are up. Tomorrow you are down. God said I will spill you out of my mouth because you are neither hot nor cold. You are neither here nor there. Make up your mind. Elijah said to them, if you want to serve Baal, serve Baal. If you want to serve God, serve God. Stop halting between two opinions. If God be God, serve him. If Baal is God, serve Baal. Make up your mind. The mind is powerful. The number two component of your soul is your will. That one is another powerhouse. Very stubborn. When you say somebody is stubborn or they have strong head or stubborn head is inside the wheel. The wheel of a goat 
I, I don't understand it. I keep wondering for many years why Isiewu was very expensive. I found out recently it was because of the stubbornness in the head of the goat. We are paying for the stubbornness. When you beat a goat now and it goes, it's coming back. I grew up in the hood, so I know. We used to fight with goat. You beat it, it will go. But it will now go to a corner and be looking at you. He wants to eat your beans. <laughs> oh, we have seen many things. God have mercy. The will. You don't know, church. Church, listen. You don't know how strong your will is until it clashes with the will of God. Can God tell you to cut your hair? Some of you, God can never tell you. No, 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 no. You hear God in other areas, but to cut my hair, God said so. No. I've never had God say it. Let God tell me. Let God appear in my room. <laughs> as simple as that. Now, that dress, don't wear it anymore. In fact, don't give it up. Burn it. Burn what? 25 pounds. My auntie sent it to me now. No. You don't know how strong your will is. God said to Jonah, Jonah, pick your Bible. Go now to Nineveh. Jonah said, what? Pick his passport, bought his flight ticket on the way to Tashish. The wheel. The wheel. The wheel is so strong that David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34. I will. Psalm 103. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He was commanding his soul. He said, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I command you to bless his name. You don't want to, but bless him. That's why people come to church during praise worship. Everybody's rejoicing. They're looking. They're, they stand like Hiroko tree. And they're wondering why all of you are laughing. Why are you laughing? Why are you smiling? What's funny? Joy, joy, call. Oluchini. Because in his soul, he's sick. In his soul, he's, he's dwelling on the things that are not working in his life. And he can't find any reason to rejoice. Rejoice for what? They just stole my money yesterday. Rejo 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 I bet, bro, this, I'm not coming again. No. Something is wrong in the soul. David had to command the soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I know that is within me. Bless his soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? And crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? Akbu and Ogbono soup. He satisfies your mouth with pounded yam and eforido. He satisfies your mouth with his word. His promises in your mouth, they are good things. Did you hear what I said this morning? Satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless him! Oh my soul. He had to command the soul because the soul can be sick sometimes. The psalmist said our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we have escaped. The will. Can you now imagine when you surrender your will to the will of God? God says that's the person to marry. You say, never. She's too tall. I cannot marry that kind of tall somebody. I know, I don't. This is one I want. All for you to realize much later, 15, 20 years into the marriage, that you miss the will of God. Is the reason for marital regrets today in many homes. Is the reason many spouses kill each other so they can marry someone else. So be guided. Young ladies, Unless you find the will of God, don't say yes. Unless you're sure 
unless you're sure he's nice, he looks good, he speaks English, he speaks in tongues. How many languages does he speak? Two, English and tongues. Shut up, baby. Be sure of the wheel. What is behind six is more than seven. I hope you know. After six, we get to one billion. After one billion, hundred billion is still there. The wheel, number three, is the emotions. This is where we miss it many, many times. Many people make permanent decisions based on emotions. I, she's heartbroken and I need to marry her. He's, he's going through depression and he needs, he needs me, he needs me around him. So I need to, I'm, I'm his nurse. Hello, auntie nurse. He's my baby. It's my baby. I, I, I can't stand it when he's crying. Ah. <laughs> Woo. He's a, the guy's a heavyweight champion, boxing champion. Huh. Hey, two years into marriage. Boo, 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 boo. Why did you marry him? And then he was having depression that time. I was staying with him. It is not funny. You've heard of domestic violence? It's not only from male to female. It's also from female to male. Some wives beat their husbands. It happens. Some beat physically. Some beat with their mouth. Some people can talk to you in such a way that you'll be, you'll be, you'll be looking for silly fan. They have damaged you internally. Emotions. Emotions. Many mistake. The, they they, they, they they take their emotions for the will of God. When he sings, when he ministers, there's a way I feel on the inside of me. Like a butterfly in my belly. A bee in my bee. You know what I mean, sir? Is he born again? Yeah, kind of. Pastor, he's really not bad. He goes to church. All right. Is he born again? Um, yeah, he goes to church. Okay, so how do you know you love him? Oh, pastor, from the first day I met him, it was love at first sight. Because I felt a feeling for him that I've never felt for any other person before. So what is love, baby? Love is the feeling that you feel when you feel a kind of feeling that you have never felt before. What I can buy it here. Emotions. Have you prayed? Are you sure it's the will of God? Oh, yes, Pastor. In fact, there can never be a better will of God. <laughs> in fact, the day God was creating him, he was willing him for me. And he wrote his name in his will for me. We are the will of God for each other. All right? Be sure. The devil comes in very subtly in that area. He presents to us what looks like the will of God, which is not the will of God. God is light, isn't he? What is Satan? So, generally we say Satan is darkness. But no, you missed it again. I thought you would get it this time. Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. So, you are confronted with two lights. And unless you are familiar, unless you have intimacy with the person of God, the person behind the light, you will never be able to tell looking at both lights from the surface. So people have settled for what looks like the will of God and they miss the will of God many times. May you not miss him. I think it's 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 
2 Corinthians 14, 11. It says, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Be guided. We are done with the soul. The second part of you. 14, 11, I said. The second part of you. Now let's go to the third part of you. Man is made up of three parts. Number one. Number two. Number three. God bless you now. Are, let's deal with your body and this is where we close. You see this body? Our body is the same. Maybe different sizes, different shapes, different colors, but it's the same. Same in terms of desires, pleasures, appetites, and all of that. All of the things it likes. The body likes sleep. The body likes fudgy. The body likes pleasure. Look, there's nobody who doesn't like fudgy. There's nobody who doesn't naturally just like to sleep and wake up and have credit alerts in their, on their phone. Is that right? And I just... And then you wake up. You say, Lifa? Say, yes, madam. Bring me grilled chicken. Uh, put some tomatoes on it and onions and then bring a, 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 bottle, a bottle of fresh juice. Fresh orange juice, okay? Or tomato juice this time. And then I sleep and wake up and eat and drink and then credit alert. And I don't do any work. And in the evening, take my bath and then wear my shorts and slippers and t-shirts and go to the mall. I say, what do you have there? Okay, and then see one girlfriend. Ah, oh, babe, you're fine. How are you doing? You good? Okay, you have anybody? You don't have anybody? Follow me. Hallelujah, praise God. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll push you up. I mean, the flesh. The flesh. Students, do you know that your flesh doesn't like to read? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Especially those of you in engineering and in medicine and in law. Engineering, you have to do calculation, calculation. Your body will tell you, I will die, oh. I will, I will break down. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I just like to calm down, like just play some cartoon, Tom and Jerry, and go to exam hall and pass and make an A. I don't know why medical students always read. Dear Kola, where's the Yeshua now? Always read, 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 read. They have to. Law students, pharmacy students, you have, in fact, all of you, even if I read the history, you must read. <laughs> Some of those courses are killer courses, man. Political science. They'll be giving you questions. They'll say, uh, who quoted that? Who made that quote? And what year? You have to be specific. Is it Max Weber in 1802 to 1888? Or Max Weber in... It, ah! Sigmund Freud. Those of you in psychology, you know what I'm talking about. Naturally, you don't like to read. Your flesh likes rest, ease, easy money, cool cash. Chama cash out in tier. You know that life, life, you have to go to work. Monday morning, by the grace of God, tomorrow will be Monday morning. As a lawyer, you start preparing your, your court case, preparing your brief, preparing everything. Some of you, you don't even sleep all night to prepare. But imagine you're not going anywhere, just sleeping, and money is coming. Pa, 50k, pa, under two hours, 100k, pa, oh, more. <laughs> that kind of life. Please, Lord, when are we going to get to that point of my life? Fast forward there, please. When I'll be sleeping and money will be working for me, money will be entering. Go to work now. This flesh likes to be lazy. Flesh like, likes pleasure. It likes sex. No, Pastor. Me, I've never, I know I don't like it. Uh, no. But little sister Mary. 
Uh, we know, we know. You have not done it before, so you don't. But when, when you marry, you will now begin to understand. Marriage doesn't make anybody responsible. You say, ah, I, I, I'm a virgin. When I marry like this, ah, you know, Jesus makes you responsible. Some people were virgins before they got married. They got married and became goats. Chasing everybody around. He goats. That's the flesh. And you wonder, but this person is born again. Why is he behaving like this? The flesh. I will show you a scripture. Paul the apostle. When he got to the peak, he cried out, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Romans chapter 8. No, Romans 7. Romans 7, go to verse 15. Media, please, I need this. I have just a few more minutes. I need to close. I want to help somebody, especially if you are rising and falling and rising and falling. You really want to go after the will of God, but you find yourself falling and falling and ah, there's this thorn in my flesh. Media has got a break. Okay, let me read. Romans 7. Are you Romans 7 already? Church, are you getting blessed? Are you getting blessed? Romans chapter 7. We look at verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. What are you saying, sir? For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. What's the eye and the eye? One represents the spirit. The other represents the flesh. It looks like he was schizophrenic. But he wasn't. It wasn't like you have two natures, but sometimes it's, it's like we have two natures. When somebody offends you, one part of you tells you, give him a slap, slap the wig off her head. She's wearing a, a wig, slap that, you know, there's a kind of slap, military slap, that can slap the wig off the head. Wig will go like this, head will go like this. Another part of you says forgive. What part of you do you think is saying forgive? Your born again spirit. What part of you say, Whoa, Someone say, Yai. Immediately your spirit says, Walk away. Forget about it. Leave her. That's a level. But your flesh is in. Oh, yummy. I have only one mother. Only one mother in the world. Somebody is abusing my mother. Oh, more. I can joke with anything. Not my mother. My my ah, oh, my ah, my 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 I will finish you. Then I will go back, pick my bone again, go back to church. It's the flesh that is talking. Paul said, the good I want to do. Verse 16, please. Media, please be fast. If, I, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the Lord that it is good. Yeah, next verse. Go to verse 18. Go to verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present, yeah. For the good that I would, 19, verse 19. Thank you, thank you, don't worry, it's good. Verse 19. For the good that I would do, that I, sorry, that I would, I do not. Which part of him wants to do the good? Which part of him does not do the good? But the evil, which I would not, which part of him actually wants to do evil? Which part of him does not like evil? Spirit. Go to the next verse. 
Now if I do that I would not. It is no more I that do it. But sin that dwelleth in me. Verse 21. I then find the law. That when I would do good evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God. After the inward man. Your inward man. Your spirit man. Delights in the law of God. Your spirit man. Listen to me everybody. Wants to please God. Your spirit man wants to do the will of God. Your spirit man loves God. Wants to fast. Wants to pray. Wants to win souls. Wants to stay pure. Stay holy. Live right. Amen. But this flesh. What then do we do? We ought to live from our spirits. The spirit must gain ascendancy over your soul and over your body. Your spirit receives downloads from the Holy Spirit. Allow him to communicate it to your soul. And your soul communicates that to your flesh. If you live that way, you will live. You will enjoy life and peace. But if you allow your flesh to be so strong that it dominates your soul and then your spirit, you will be a carnal Christian and you will die. Paul said so, not Pastor Fred. Go to the next chapter, Romans 8, and look at it from verse 6. Romans 8, verse 6. It's not a popular teaching, so get it now. This will, it will set you free forever. So when anything is telling you something, 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 you say, oh boy, I know where you're coming from. I know where this one is coming from. When something is telling you, bend down, bend down. That girl is not sitting where. Bend down, see something. Can the Holy Spirit be telling your spirit to do that? The spirit in you will tell you she's your sister. Why are you interested in seeing your sister's nakedness? Are you sick? You should cover her nakedness, if anything at all. Not to expose it. Or to want to look at it. Or feast on it. <laughs> no. In the midnight, something wakes you up and says, you need to see that side. X, 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 X. I said, no, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. In the name of Jesus. Give me my phone. The flesh. Just one uh, page of porn. Too much. I remember back in the day, we'd go to night browsing. We'd go for night browsing in the cyber cafe. Voltron in Bodija. Uh, what's it being by? Oh, sorry, what's it being? I should get in. And then we were looking for schools abroad, scholarship opportunities. But some boys, they'll come and browse porn all night, porn from page to page, video. So as they are playing the thing, it will be affecting us. We'll now say, my friends and I will now say, what are they even watching over there? Hey, you better face your work now. Eh, no, but you know, somebody needs to tell them that what they are doing is not right. So you now go and tell them. Instead of facing them, you face the computer. What you are doing is not right. Why are you watching something like this? Eh? This is ungodly. It's not nice. It's not good. Anybody that watches this might go to hell. Uh, go to, please, go to the next page. Scroll up. After a while. You won't know when you drag your own seat. Your friend says, oh my God, yeah, no, I need to change something here. Before you know it, say, hey, you want to change something? Okay, let me come and see what you want to change. We could be there for one hour. Ah, now, wow, they will kill this video. <laughs> That's the way the flesh works. You visit your old friend. You say, oh boy, you need to give your life to Christ. You say, hey, I will give it. I will give it. 
But let me take this bottle of small stout. It's chilled. When I finish, then you preach to me. So he brings out a bottle and opens it and pours it. Go, 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 go. And the thing is foaming, 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 foaming. I say, oh, I mean, say, you don't mind one, two. Ah, no, 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 no. Your flesh will be telling you, oh boy, this will be the last time. Taste it. Take only one bottle. After, when you get to, you repent. Jesus, Jesus is not wicked. You say, uh, you say, you say it's cold, Abby. You, you say? Okay. These things happen when we have not learned to tame the flesh. The good thing is that your body, your flesh can be retrained. I'm going to continue from there next week. But look at this. For to be carnally minded is death. When you allow your flesh to rule you, to lead you, to dictate what you watch, dictate what you say, dictate what you eat, dictate what you do, dictate where you go, dictate who you hang out with. He said you are carnally minded and that leads to death. And he wrote this letter to Christians. This is the danger of the hypergrace gospel. That says once saved, you are forever saved. Paul the apostle wrote this epistle to believers who were already saved. And he told them to be carnally minded is death. I'm sure he wasn't talking about just physical death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Next verse. Next verse. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. Yeah, huh? So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Go to verse 12. Verse 12. And we'll stop at verse 13. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. But, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. He said it again to Christians, believers, tongue-talking people. If you live after the flesh, you will die. The flesh is a good servant for the bad master. But if you, through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. The word mortify has the same root as the word mortuary. Take the deeds of your flesh, fornication, adultery, uncleanness, all of those things. He said, take them to the mortuary and let them stay there. You put dead bodies in the mortuary. The reason you are rising and falling is because you are trying to rise by your strength, by your own principles. I'm a very scrupulous person. I'm a lady. I don't give frontal hug to guys. I only give side hug. I don't shake. I don't sit next to a guy so I will not be pregnant. You see all of those nonsense? A day will come, you will have to shake hands with a guy. A day will come, you won't have a choice. You might not want to hug them, they will hug you. What do you do? Ah, you hugged me. Oh my God, you've contaminated my Christianity. You have desistered me. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> Hey, it is more than that. What you need to do is to lean on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me today. You helped me yesterday. I need your help today. The fact that I overcame yesterday doesn't mean I'm going to overcome today. I need you now. And I need you tomorrow. And I need you forever. I'll give you one last scripture. 1 Corinthians 9.27. And that's where we stop. Stand on your feet to read this. Paul the apostle said, Athletes train, they train to gain mastery. Athletes are disciplined people. They don't eat just anything, sleep anyhow. They train their bodies. 
That's why when you see an athlete, you see muscles, you see, instead of seeing a pot sitting inside their belly, you see six packs because of training. Your body can be trained. I'll give you a simple example. You want to wake up at 5 a.m. every day? You start with your alarm. Am I right? Alarm wakes you up for three weeks, 21 days. It will become a habit. Don't use the alarm on the 22nd day you wake up. In fact, for me, it's only about three, four days. If I use the alarm three, four days consecutively, by day five, I don't need the alarm, I'll wake up. That means your body can be trained. Who says, yeah, if I sleep, ah, pastor, yeah, that's the way you have left it. You can retrain it. Just the same way you train your body to fast. If you fast for 21 days, by the 22nd day, you don't need, in fact, when you want to eat breakfast, you'll be, you'll be thinking that you want to commit sin. Am I supposed to eat this morning? The hunger is gone. You just be laughing and, and, and rejoicing because you have retrained your body. You can retrain your body to live pure and holy. You see, my body is so weak. I have sex every time. It will kill you physically and spiritually. To be carnally minded is death. Many pastors don't tell you this. They don't, they don't get into your private life. Me, I get into your private life. I sit down there. Some of my people here know. I ask them, Alpha, when last? Um, be careful. And some, we, we, we rejoice over time. Pastor, it's been three months. Glory be to God. Pastor, it's been six months. Hallelujah. It's been nine months. Praise God. It's been one year. Hallelujah. It's never been. Praise God. Continue to stand. Paul said, this is what I do. He said, even me as a preacher, full of the Holy Ghost, he wrote most of the epistles of the New Testament. He said, but I keep under my body. I keep it. Body, stay under. The body wants to escape. He sees a fine girl. He wants to keep it under. And bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Church, is it possible for Paul to be a castaway? Is it possible for Paul to be a castaway? If it wasn't possible, he wouldn't have said that. You can be a Holy Ghost preacher. Preaching and spitting fire. But you're not going anywhere. May our lives not be like the Agbero. At the world or challenge. Feels the first boss. That one will go. It will feel the second boss. It will go. He's tired in the evening. He will fill 15 buses. But he himself is not going anywhere. Those who have gone to Lagos will return in the evening and still meet him there. He's now drinking pure water and eating gala. May you not be like that in Jesus' name. We need to be careful. This flesh, next week, I will teach you what to do so that your spirit can gain ascendancy over your soul and over your flesh.
Talk to him, everybody. Say, Lord, I need your help. I'm preparing for your glory. I'm preparing my heart. Come live in me all my life. Why can we sing that song? Come live in me. Just a few times and then we'll close. All my life. Take over. Do you know the song? Come breathe in me. Come breathe in me. I will rise on eagles' wings. All eyes closed. Is anyone in the service this morning that would say, Pastor, I need help? The message today was talking about me. I want you to pray for me. I'm trying to stand, but I find myself falling. Pastor, can you please pray with me? If there's such a person in the house, please come quickly. In five minutes time, we close the service completely. Leave your seat and come. You want me to pray with you? God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Any more that would like to come and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I'm trying to stand. Or maybe you are trying to make a decision. You're trying to decide for God. You're trying to make a right decision, the right choice. But you find yourself going into error again and again, rising and falling, rising and falling. But you want to rise. God bless you. Come. Leave your seat and come. Nothing to be ashamed of. If anybody's laughing at you, it's their own cup of coffee. Form a single line, please. Kanda Bahaya. Community of believers, can you please pray in the Holy Ghost for us? Cover us with prayers. Kadabalododosiyadaba. There are things that some of us are doing in the secret that nobody knows. Better come for help now and say, Lord, help me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus knows all about our struggles. If you're struggling, come. You're struggling, come. He knows about your struggles. If you're a single lady dating a married man, you need help. Come. Come. It is wrong. It will lead you to hell if you continue that way. Come and make it right. Make your way right before God. God loves you so much. He has made provision for you to be free. Come on now. All of you in front, all of you that came out, begin to tell God about that thing. Begin to talk to God. He knows already, but he wants you to tell him. He wants to hear from you. Manda Oh, so that you no longer be a slave to fear. Now you are going to be a child of God. Anyone that wants to say, Pastor, I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. Come, join us. If you want to surrender your heart to Jesus, come and join us. Or you want to rededicate your heart to Jesus, come and join us quickly. Your life will never be the same again. What's today's date? The 8th of April? The 10th of April. 10th of April. What a day. Note this day. Mark this day in your calendar as the day you surrendered at the feet of the master. As the day you found rest for your weary soul. Thank you, Jesus. I would have loved to pray for you much longer. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask the counselors to take down your names and phone numbers. Tomorrow morning, one hour, 
I'll be praying for you. I make that commitment before God. One solid hour. I'll be mentioning your names before God. I want to stand before God as a servant and pray for you tomorrow morning. So let me pray now. And then the counselors will take, they'll take you downstairs, take your name and phone number. They won't take long with you. Just to take your phone number and names and then they'll pass it to me. And then I'll be praying for you. Close your eyes, please. Lord Jesus. Okay, say these words after me. Doesn't matter how many times you've said it before. Say it again. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. The Bible says, you died for my sins. I believe it. The Bible also says, you rose again. For my justification, I also believe it. Dear Jesus, come into my heart right now. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. Fill my heart with your love and your presence. The glory of your presence. Take over my thinking. Take over my life. I surrender to you. Live through me, Jesus. Possess me, Holy Spirit. Drive out the darkness. And let your light shine. Shanda Baha'i. Le Kotolia La Baha'i. In the name of Jesus. So you can use me. Give myself away. Shanda Baha'i La Baha'i. Give myself away so, so you can use me in the name of Jesus. spirit that God wants to use you as a minister that he really wants to use you he has his call on your life but this particular thing you came out for is serving as a hindrance in the call of God so you can't really press into the fullness of God if you need counseling you want me to talk to you I'll be available on Tuesday I pray 12 noon so it's my hour prayer every day. I won't talk to you at 12 noon. You can come at 11. You can come at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. 10, between 10 and 11.30, you can come and see me in my office right here in this building. And if you want to come in the afternoon, you can come after 1. Don't come 12 to 1. If you need counseling. Or maybe that doesn't speak to you. You don't have the call of God upon your life. But you know you're a child of God and you really want to serve God more. But there is this particular thing that is drawing you back and it just keeps drawing you back every time and you need counseling. You've tried on your own to stand but you need someone to talk to, someone to confide in, someone to pray with you. I'll be available Tuesday. I'll be available Wednesday. Hopefully, by the grace of God. Actually, I'm around every day but these are the days I, I see people more. Wednesday, I'm fasting. 
And Wednesday, we are all fasting. So maybe you come on Wednesday, come fasting. And then I can pray with you. And we trust God for total deliverance, total set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, please, can you go with, the, with them? Go with them. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling them up. Go with the counselors. Thank you for filling them with the Holy Ghost and with power. Thank you, Jesus. So take their numbers, take their names, get it across to me. And after the service, I'll take it home and start praying. Tomorrow, I'm standing before God. I'm praying one hour for all of you, mentioning your names before God. Amen. Father, we thank you for this service. We bring it to a close by the help of your Holy Spirit. Let this week be the beginning of weeks for us in the name of Jesus. Go ahead of us. Take care of us. Make every crooked path straight. Let your glory take care of us. Let us bask in the glory of your presence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you and we worship you. Lord, if there are people here at the verge of financial embarrassment, please come through for your people. Anything that represents shame, waiting for them this week, Lord, I cancel it by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let your children come back to church next week testifying of your goodness and your glory and your grace. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen.